The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Enough with the clever plans. I have three large dragons. I'm going to fly them to the Red Keep. We've discussed this. My enemies are in the Red Keep. What kind of a queen am I if I'm not willing to risk my life to fight them? A smart one. What do you think I should do? I would never presume I'm at war. I'm losing. What do you think I should do? I never thought that dragons would exist again. No one did. The people who follow you know that you made something impossible happen. Maybe that helps them believe that you can make other impossible things happen. Build a world that's different from the shit one they've always known. But if you use them to melt castles and burn cities, you're not different. You're just more of the same. Right, guys, here we are. We're recording our first ever podcast. We are the podcast who has no name. And today I'm joined by John McCann. Yo. Lucy Barron. What up? Emma Phillips. Hey, yo. And all the way from Down Under, I'm joined, and we are joined, lovely, by Gareth Evans at 6am in the morning. Good morning. You sound very yeah. chirpy, mate. Well it's done. A, I hope. Enthusiastic. Yeah. I, I hope you've got a bottle of beer or Prosecco in your hands just to celebrate uh, how fucking amazing that episode was. Guys, how fucking great was that episode? So good. Oh, my God. Hands down, the best episode of the season, without a shadow of a doubt. What do you think, guys? By some way, it was the greatest episode of the season, I yeah. would say. Well, the rest of it's been yes. shit. Yes. <laughs> I would agree with that. Absolute murder from John Not McCann. shit. Just totally not disagree. great. I think the first two episodes were amazing. Last week was a bit dull. This was a vast improvement. And the rest of the season has had absolutely no grasp of storytelling. But this or was dialogue. unbelievable for a TV episode. I mean, if you consider the fact that this is a TV show, just uh, for, first and foremost, a <clears throat> TV show, if you just look at the last 20 minutes for production values alone and just literally incredible. it was fucking incredible I couldn't believe what I was watching I honestly could not believe what I was watching I'd say it was slightly unexpected uh, I didn't think it was going to be quite as explosive it did sort of come out of nowhere didn't it there wasn't like there yeah. wasn't sort of loads of um, build up like you have in all the other battles in previous series because it, it was just suddenly like oh no there they are all the Dothraki and oh and also Drogon and yeah, yeah. So, so they threw a they threw a red herring in by indeed uh, did Daenerys doing the old uh, oh should I yeah Snow doing mm. the classic no I, oh, no I don't think so <laughs> uh, yeah no that was going to get in the podcast at some point um, yeah. and she fucked him off anyway so you know there you go it was pretty cool 
Well, I, like, I liked it. I liked it. Like attacking the the Lannister armies isn't the same as burning the shit out of King's Landing. Yeah, attacking civilians <laughs> or an army I mean, that are against thing. you. I mean, the thing we've got to take from it is, no matter what you what you think about um, either Danny or Jamie or Bronn, it was one of the first oh, times where I, it's so well balanced. Like I was like. Jamie and Bronn I love obviously in the books so much more than I do in the show maybe Bronn more in the show than the books but um, you you just didn't know who you wanted to root for because Danny's had so many losses you want Danny to win but at the same time you don't want to see Jamie or Bronn get hurt no it was an absolute conflict of interest I was going to say do you reckon do you reckon it's actually maybe a little bit of a shame that and a bit sort of plot armoury that nobody, none of them died. Agreed, yeah. agreed. I, I mean, thinking, I was thinking for a while. It's very early it's in the season I mean, for those big deaths. <clears throat> well, not big deaths, but you know, you've got the Tarleys there who are very despair. You, you can easily, you can easily lose Dick on. Let's be yeah. honest. Dick. I mean, you've no. got Randall has to stay alive so that Samwell can get some sort of re- recognition from his father. That is the end pay with that. No, because I think Randall Tarley will survive until the end game, and I do think that Samwell for closure on his story needs recognition from his father but we can get on to that we can get on to that later you do say it's too early in the season to have a massive death but actually we're halfway through well we haven't had one for me episode 4 I just could have had could have had Bron die but whoa whoa Bron's end game we didn't Bron is end game he's an end game character let's do a scene by scene recap and try and figure out what we think of each individual scene because I think other than the battle at the end the general episode was amazing. I think I think there was a lot of good scenes in the episode that that that, that, that because of that last battle at the end you don't sort of think yeah. about. But I think overall, compared to the others, the other episodes, I think this is by far the strongest in terms of dialogue, in terms of scene setting, in terms of everything. So the very first scene: Jamie, Bron, and the Tarleys, Randall and Dickon, escorting a caravan of gold uh, to King's Landing from Highgarden. You see Highgarden in the distance, um, and we learn that Bron wants a castle. We've known that for a very long time mm. since about season four or five. He's really um, it now. John, what do you think about that scene, bro? What do you think about that scene? Uh, quite unusual. Again, like that, that reference to the castles, it kind of made me feel like Bron wasn't going to die at the end. Mm. Feels like that, like that means something at the end. It was quite uh, forward thinking, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, there were but having said that, when I saw it, I was kind of screaming. Like more so when I originally saw it off the illegal stream. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, don't kill Bron. You can't kill Bron. Mm. Like Jamie is untouchable anyway. But. Mm. Uh, no one's untouchable. But no, it was uh, it was a pretty cool scene. I think obviously it feeds into the the Iron Bank, and now they can't pay their debt, and you know, what what that now means. Uh, that'd be pretty cool. Well, we'll come on to that later. We'll come on to the oh, old yeah. Iron Dead later. But the literally yeah. the next scene is spoiler. is the Iron Bank with Cersei. Um, oh yeah, we haven't done a spoiler alert, FYI. Oh yeah, the massive spoiler alert. We're going to talk about spoilers, but we're also going to talk about potential book spoilers in this podcast. So if you are listening to this, I apologise. There's not much that we can spoil at this point because as book readers, we're effed in the A at this point. But um, Lucy, what did you think about the second scene when uh, our beloved Mark Gattis with um, Cersei was chatting about uh, uh, the Iron Bank and the sort of debts being paid? Do you remember that? I do. I do remember that. Good memory. Recently seen the episode. Um, <laughs> yes, I think it kind of gave you the idea with the Iron Bank that they were just back 
whoever is best in their interest, which we knew anyway. Yes. Um, but the payment of the debt is more important than how it is being paid. So yeah. I don't care in what way it's being done. Um, and to me, it seemed like they are keen on supporting the establishment. So whoever is the established ruler. Yeah. You know, as long as they do get their money. Their bets, aren't they? They are quite happy to go with that, regardless of who is in charge, which could be interesting later on in the season. Now, did you think that, as a a book point here, that the mention of the Golden Company was extremely, extremely interesting for anyone who reads the books? Obviously, the Golden Company in the book support a potential fake Targaryen called Aegon. They are the most prolific sellsword company in Essos, about 15 to 20,000 people strong. And they were mentioned here as being potential clients of Cersei. So we could see uh, the Golden Company moving across to Westeros. Emma, what do you think about that? Well, see, I suppose it's either a a red herring there for the book lovers and the book readers, um, or it's just another ridiculous arm to Cersei's fight. Hmm. Because actually, in reality, Danny only has dragons, Dothraki, and Dothraki, and and, and, and the Unsullied. She's got eight eight thousand yeah. Unsullied. Bearing in mind, it's Unsullied, not a particularly big army. Well, the That's Dothraki are a hundred thousand. There, there are dragons in that. That kind of counts for a bit. Which we'll come on to later, and how devastating they are. I'm going to make a bold prediction: we will not see the Golden Company. In this I don't think so. No, no, that, 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 was a, that was a nod to the books. Yeah. We know that they've just lost their gold. They're not yeah. going to be able to pay the Iron Bank. So they're not going to get the Golden Company. It was a, a little treat for the book readers. But yeah, there'll be no Golden Company. Little tease. It's also a no nod chance. to the fact that people will not fight for her out of loyalty. But hmm. it's going to be potentially well, mercenary. Well, that's a, cool, that's a cool back to last episode where we saw the sort of Guy Ritchie sequence as I call it of the battle of uh, Casterly Rock and Highgarden because it's you know like this could have happened but actually this happened yeah. um, where Tyrion says that, that the, the Unsullied fight for their queen you know they believe in their queen they, they, they are fighting for their freedom whereas you know if Cersei did in, you know enlist cell swords you know we all know how flaky they can be exactly. especially for the, the books money. they follow the money the juxtaposition between the two queens is is very intentional and you know that repetition of we're fighting for the queen mm. that we chose not the queen that is terrorising us yes um, makes you want to side with Danny however we do also we, I hope we can point out later that we do see some parallels appearing between <clears throat> between the two ladies, as it were. Similar outfits. Similar outfits. Very powerful it's very outfits. Very Alexander McQueen. Very shoulder pad. Mm. Chic. The, the, the costume game's gone up a notch. Yes. Gaz, over in Australia, what did you think about... Um, I personally found this to be a weird scene, but what did you think about Littlefinger talking to Bran? Now that just for me is like two characters that I'd never ever envisage talking to each other, talking together. What 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 do you think about that? Yeah, well, <clears throat> I think it is a weird scene, and trying to work out what was going on there is kind of complex because first of all, you've got like obviously Bran just dropping in. The um, chaos is a ladder line, which yeah. was awesome. Yeah, which was, which was, which was fucking was absolutely bitch lap. Yeah, said it all. Yeah, I mean that was that was the coolest that was the coolest thing Bran said. Like the least kind of rapey thing Bran said. <laughs> the last thing he said in the season was pretty horrific. Jesus. Um, yeah. Right. But um, 
also, I'm just skipping forward a little bit where Sansa says, you know, he wouldn't, Littlefinger's not giving you anything unless he expects something. I'm wondering what Littlefinger actually is expecting out of giving Bran this this dagger. Like, I'm going to throw out the idiot card. What's his purpose? Do we know who that dagger belongs to? Because I couldn't, it didn't click with me. So, in the books, I mean, it, it's contentious in the books. So, basically, in the books, it is heavily suggested that Joffrey, seeking praise from his father for putting a cripple out of his misery, was coerced into getting uh, a yes. person to... Uh, the, the guy who attempted with the dagger to kill Bran. Um, I personally think that line is a... is Bran basically kind of giving a nod to uh, the fact that he knows everything. Yeah. I thought it was cool. But that's, that's the other yeah. thing, actually. It's that I think it probably shows how Bran actually doesn't really care about the what he sees as like the petty stuff now. yeah agreed yeah. Like, arguably um, he doesn't care about anything big, yeah. at this point yeah I mean, it's very frustrating as a viewer, obviously, to see the devolution of Bran from emotional child. I mean, if you look at Bran in season one, episode one, he's this happy-go-lucky child climbing walls. He, he's well. a scallywag. You know, he's a little scallywag of the family. Him and Arya are little sort Gareth. of... You know, little Gareth trying to... Little Gareth. In Australia, trying to be someone different. But... <laughs> but um, I love you. Well, Don't yeah, listen to me. At least yeah. start, you tully idiots. Oh, get out of But um, basically, yeah, you know, he used to be this such fun-loving child. He died in that cave. Yeah. He's never been brand since then. He's he has been. No. As much as I hate to admit it, the no. And I hate him. It's a three-hour yeah. I like him. Just going on to Bran being a dick. Did no one else think that he was a total dick to me? Yes, he was. He but was, he's not Bran. Uh, yeah, you he didn't expect any different. He's literally vacant. He's like, oh, yeah, thanks. She almost like, tried to come on to him there, I think. <laughs> That's how I read that scene. Here we go. Yeah, Are you seeing every scene this way now? I think she was wanting him to go. I think she, she wanted him to say, me. I love you, thank like, you. I'm not interested. I'm, I'm going to stay with you forever. And he's like, yeah, cheers, mate. Bye. But he was very amazing with it, so it shows it's not really bad. If she'd have, you know, fondled him. Serious point. He he, he was an arsehole in his response yeah, but that's to her. Yeah, But I think that was... not deliberate. Like. No, I don't think it was deliberate. And I think it was just reinforcing the point that he is not Bran. And that Bran, you know, how many years ago when he first set out and Mira was with him would have reacted entirely differently yeah. if yeah, he had emotionally had her. Uh, agreed. The point is cementing the transition to the three-eyed... Yeah. What's his tips? Yeah, because that whole scene is weird. He's in a chair. He's in a chair. You can't, be mean, to, you can't be mean to him. No, I'm joking. You could, but you know, we're all equal. <laughs> We go straight on very well, segued by the music to Arya standing plot that that shot that we saw in like the first season of that hill that overlooks Winterfell. Amazing scene because after that meeting with Nymeria, you weren't sure if um, you weren't sure if she was going to turn back and go to King's Landing or go to North and see nip up to Winterfell, see see her family, and you weren't sure. John, what did you think about that, bro? What did you think about that that scene? Where uh, she approaches the gate, the, the vision of Winterfell where she yeah, approaches the gate. Well, the first time I saw it, I thought it was Mira. Like, really? just leaving. Yeah. And then obviously you see possibly like, the, poor, the shot of Possibly poor direction. Uh, well, no, yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to call him out on it. But yeah, I, I genuinely thought it was, uh, it was Mira leaving. Um, very, very quick journey, a couple of seconds there. And uh, kind of, you know, uh, representative of the entire season. But uh, Winterfell's over there. I'm here. Um, it's a callback it's a callback to season one where 
she sneaks out of King's Landing, tries to get back into King's yes, Landing, and gets the, stopped by by two guards. Oh, I think it's a famous red key scene. Yeah. So it's a lot of sort of deja vu and harking back to the kind of initial... I think, yeah, I think every episode has had like two, three, four callbacks. Yeah, I don't know if I enjoyed it. I've got to say, like, I think... The whole thing? The whole thing? Going up to the Sansa reunion or what? No, I think the reunion was done quite well. I think it's kind of... Realistic. Realistic. Yeah, it was a bit of an awkward bit where Arya talks about her list and... They both chuckle, and Arya has the most awkward chuckle uh, in history. I'm a serial she killer. She cannot. But you don't She can't me. do it. She can't do it. Well, it like, it, it makes you uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just like that. Have you see my list? I'm a murderer. <laughs> I'm a fucking mass murderer. That is possibly <laughs> because she's a awkward. tiny sociopath. Well, yeah, so she's pretending to emote. Sociopaths don't but yeah, I think uh, uh, yeah, the, the the bit trying to get into Winterfell was shit. Uh, the bit where she was sitting there um, with the uh, with the Stark banners was cool. fantastic. Cool, love that. Yeah, That's love smart. that. Um, Absolutely love that. And yeah, I've got to say, like uh, for for the most part, I love how she called out the uh, uh, the statue of, of Ned. Yeah, it does look like shit. Him. Does and, look shit. You know, we're we're the we're the last ones that would know what his face would look like. It was yeah. very sad. A nice. nod, yeah, but a little nod to one another that they are survivors. That was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I, I, uh, other than the uh, <laughs> the callback to season one, I thought it was pretty good. I must say. I think. I think. And and Arya uh, herself, like fantastic. Um, We'll get on to the next bit where she's yeah. Like, you know, there are a couple of seasons where she was pretty wasted as a as a blind beggar. Yeah, um, but yeah, she's she really really kicked on. Yeah, she's um, it's like uh, I don't know, like Leon or something. It's, uh, it's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I it's a Theon. <laughs> yeah, Leon, Theon, Leon Greyjoy. Um, I say that oh, I yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I understand. I understand the realism that was needed, yeah. and that people appreciate that. I was I was underwhelmed by the sense that I am um, like reunion because no well because every oh. the other ones the other reunions they've brought a tear to my eye and it's been like oh this is amazing yeah. what was it that you thought was so yeah. shit guys because I also did not enjoy it but clearly no one else agrees <laughs> no, it was the it was the lack of emotion which other people quite liked and I, and I get it but I don't know I was just I was looking for an emotional payoff and it didn't I think they have natural chemistry as best friends and I, I do think, think yeah. that came across they are best friends in real life no I don't I think that I sort of understand what, what you're saying even though but I think it's not a cheesy overblown it, show so yeah like they would just see each other and be like so much has happened to both of us no, they don't know that though. Well, I think there's got yeah, to be but each of them has that in them, and they're like mm. weary. I think she just. Mm. I don't think Sansa believed that Arya was actually as kick-ass as she is, and the way I saw it is that she looks at her and is like, "Yeah, I love this." There was a bit of a yeah. Yeah. And, I didn't, and, and I thought, you know what? If you understood like you what she'd country. been through, like if she understood what Sansa but had been through, it would have been different. Sansa should be like, "Yeah, how how did you get to Winterfell? Oh, it's a long story. I'm sure yours is long too. Yeah, maybe we should talk about it because you know we're family." Off screen, I love talking about things off screen. You know, the most emotional things. There's only 50 yeah. more minutes of this episode. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> in, a, in a series gone by, you would have got that, but you don't get I mean, remember just before the Oberyn mountain trial when you've oh, got God, fucking yeah. Jamie and Tyrion going clump, clump, clump for an hour straight. But they had the time to do it. George R. Martin must have been rolling in his not grave because he's filth. still alive. He must have <laughs> been rolling his filth like a pig. By the time this <laughs> 
<laughs> like a pig. He must have been oh, fuming. Sorry, I couldn't believe it. No, but they had Clumpsy. the time, is my point. Like, they could do this, and there was, like, real development with the... Um, He's dead. With the two of them. He's, he's not dead. dead. I think that's Literally one of, just Twitter. It's come through Twitter. He's dead. One of my biggest bugbears about the season, and I understand why. You know, why. just going to be listening to this. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's why we've got Len. He can edit this shit. I is can't it, edit something. Not this season is moving too fast. Stop it. I'm making a valid point. Sorry, yeah. Uh, one of the things that really disappoints me about the season, although I understand why it's being done, what is that they are rushing it. And as a, as a book reader, I'm desperate for the detail. And I know yes. I'm going to have to wait so long. Detail, detail is key, and it has been key in previous seasons, but Excellent. now there is no detail. There is only getting places really quickly. And but dragons. Mm. Needs must, I suppose. I think... Yeah. Uh, do, you was, do you remember when it was just Littlefinger who could teleport around Westeros? Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, he had a jetpack, bro. Oh, yeah. that technology with everybody. He's got the jetpack, bro. really, like, sinisterly Irish and then, like, jetpacks to another island. I think he's Welsh. He's not. He's, he's not, Irish. He's in real life, but he... No, Sansa. Look no. beautiful. He's Welsh in the show. Sansa, I can't no, believe how beautiful you is all things I the dagger with my heart. <laughs> the next scene was... Literally three Starks sat together at the Godswood with Bran, uh, Arya and Sansa, uh, where Bran gives the dagger, the Valyrian steel dagger, the cat's paw, as it will, to, to Arya. And what did you think about what that scene, Luce? What with it? Me. Wait, wait a minute. Um... <laughs> I, I enjoyed it, but I will say it did lack the emotional heft. When Sansa and John Marie and I, I cried, I literally burst into yeah. tears. It, Everyone I found feels it very that. emotional. That I mean, Bran isn't Bran, and he's just a bit of a... He's like the awkward person that's weirding everyone out. We have to keep him because family. I did feel like Arya connected with him better than Sansa, did they? Yeah. Actually better than they were closer in age. So did anyone notice that when... Um, when Arya gave Bran a hug, he actually reciprocated. Whereas when yeah. Arya gave, uh, when um, Bran gave Sansa a hug when they first met at the Gates of Winterfell, which I think was meant to be much more impactful, yeah. he didn't even hug her back. It was like it was like weird. It's it was just weird. I mean, mm-hmm. what do you think that Valyrian steel dagger it, now in the hands of Arya? What do you think that's going to do? It's going to kill potentially Cersei because. Oh. Ooh. Correct. I mean, we're hearing crackpot theory after crackpot theory in here. Let's well, go. Yeah, again. I mean, I don't know, but no, it means something. She wants to kill Cersei. Um, there are there are rumours that it was sent to kill Bran. Well, via the Lannisters, maybe. No, Cersei. it's not rumours. It definitely was sent to kill yeah. Bran. It, it, it was. By, right. it was... <laughs> No, Lucy. No, no. Um, lost train of thought. But yeah, I mean, she wants to kill Sar. She wants to kill Sansa. She wants to kill Cersei. Jesus. I don't know. Maybe Jamie will end up doing that. But the dragon, the, the cat's paw, will come into play at some point. I'm sure. Maybe it's a concealed weapon. You think? Oh no, she's done for. And then, bam, cat's not, paw to the eye. Do you not think that it's a convenient weapon? For maybe the eventual army, you know, the war against the White Walkers and the war against the Whites means Valyria still dagger. Arya being a very prolific, as you can see in that scene, which we're going to mention later, being a war dancer, being very, very athletic. Do you not think that is maybe the purpose for it to give her a weapon against such formidable foes that she has never seen? Full disclosure: I forgot Valerian still killed White, so that's why I mentioned Cersei. Also, actually, we're just not shout in terms of story. Maybe it's spitting out the Stark siblings. I mean, John putting him as a Stark at this point, in that there are some of them that will stay north and some of them belong south. Mm. Maybe Sansa belongs south. Maybe she'll be the one. Little thing that will be uh, dead, hopefully soon, because I hate him. By Arya, 
grooved yeah. that knife and uh, and it will come back to Yeah, that would have nice things. That, that is what, a ladder. That's, that why he, that's why he's like... Yeah, that's why Bran makes that little comment about the knife. Who do you think the owner is? And blah blah blah. Yeah, like it all. And and like Bran's already seen it happen. I mean, if anyone's gonna, I mean, I has been eyeing up Littlefinger ever since she gets to uh, to Winterfell. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. He did have a little bit of a perv on her. Well, we'll we'll come to that later. I think he was more like, mm, how am I going to deal with this one? Like, how yeah. can I manipulate her? I think um, the Littlefinger impression. Sansa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we're going to move on to what I like to call John losing his second virginity scene. He... <laughs> Is this he... just going to be about me? <laughs> oh, God. We're sticking to the show, not what happened to Shit, son. The scene starts with um, Missande and Danny talking about what happened between her and Grey Worm. I mean, we can all be oh. obvious here. Awkward. That's fucking awkward. I mean... Didn't know about... long tongue, though. Yeah. <laughs> Am I right? No, it's, I didn't know it's Lord of the Rings worm tongue, but anyway. <laughs> 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 Grey Worm. Sorry, sorry. Anyway. L-O-T-R. I have to say, like, the writing in this episode was better than the rest Much of the... Much better. rest Absolutely. of the writing in the other episodes. That's However, that scene was so fucking bizarre. weird. And then, literally, Just as they're talking it. about... As they're talking about... Many oh, things to tell. Danny and... I mean, Missandei and Grey Worm. It's like... John comes over and goes, Your Grace. Oh, he's so sexy. <laughs> Yeah, I can't deal with it. Your grace. I was just like, I was just like, fuck off. Come see what I've done in the cave. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously he's, he's, he knows what goes he's on. He's made caves. those drawings. He like knows what's room. going on. Yeah. And um, what did you, what did you think about, uh, what did you think about the cave scene? Uh, firstly, the sort of dragon glass reveal. <laughs> and then what did you think about the uh, sort of, I'm going to take you through the Sistine Chapel of Caves. That I've drawn uh, just now. <laughs> like, I've just spent half an hour drawing this stuff. I think it was necessary. I thought that it was a little bit hand-holdy. Literally. That was fucking well, I mean, yeah, literally. But uh, in the respect that, it's okay, so far enough, like we've got to so see the dragon convenient. glass. There's got to be the moment where they go, ooh, look, the children of the forest and the first man they fought together against the White Walkers. Mm. Yay, we should fight together. Ooh. But, if, um, but I feel like if you read that scene in the books, that would be, like, an amazing thing to read. It would be entirely different in words than Yeah, but it's just like, oh, can I have a fondle in your caves to find this glass oh look I've also found this which is completely relevant to my narrative can, well. can I just it's note that, can, can I just note that Stannis the most thorough man in the world R.I.P. Stannis the man Stannis the man can I just note that he he's noted to Samwell uh, in like More season 5 yeah. that there's a mountain of dragon glass in on Dragonstone's Sam was like, oh yeah, good figure of speech, Stannis. And then, <laughs> and then he thinks that Stannis doesn't know about his drawings. I mean, I feel it's a massive plot hole that, that suddenly Stannis... Well, I also think Stannis is a bit of an idiot in a lot of respects because... But he's pragmatic. If he saw his drawings, he would believe it. Like, but, he, no, he believes a red well, priestess. Well, yeah, he'd say what she... Yeah, but the well, difference is, like, was... he didn't need to see the drawings to go and help the Northerners. He just did it anyway. Oh, I miss yeah. him. Oh, look how convenient it is that somebody's... Just drawn the exact thing that I need to get yeah. into. Yeah. Also, uh, Danny, Danny's like, um, oh, there's children of the forest and men. I bet they fought, didn't they? And he's like, well, no, actually. The rest, the rest of the story's in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Another point to make is that he went, Dragon Glass, more than enough. How do you know 
know how much is it going to take to kill no, all he the knows. He bloody knows. He's like, how he, does he know? He's really good at math. Yes, it's necessary. Yes, these are really important things. But fucking hell, I'm not two. Yeah, exactly. I'm not that, two either. That actually, that is two how months. I feel about it. Bloody I'm three, in, in, and I perfectly have to three. What is a two-year-old going to understand the concept of mining dragon glass to fight the White Walkers? More than enough. Well, okay, we'll yeah, see about that. We'll see about that. We'll see about that. I mean, there was a lot of uh, sexual chemistry in that scene. Obviously, the writers. There was. Are, do you think that 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 chemistry is there? There is that bond there. Are you seeing that? Yeah, but I reckon it's. I, I think this is a bit of a uh, a red herring as well. Actually, are you shipping Sandra and John like I am, bro? What do you mean shipping? Shipping, like I want them to be a deep relationship. Fondles. How is that even um, phrase? Oh God. Oh, do you know what? I hadn't, I hadn't even thought about that. I just think, I think they're, they're too busy. Like so Danny and John, there's too no much going on for them to go like, oh, let's let's get it on. Like there'll be this chemistry and they'll be like, oh, hey, look at you looking at her heart. Ooh. Isn't that? I mean, I mean, that's a weird thing to Tits. say. From so that is weird because she was fully clothed, like to Stop. her neck. Like, oh, sorry, you they're related. Yeah, but that's the sort of Stop. thing that your dad would say. Yeah. And clearly. Why are you trying to map on her? That is absolutely canon now. I think it has to be. But it's like... You should never be looking at anybody's internal organs. No. That's I mean, it's quite sexy. That's killing anyway. them. <laughs> X-ray vision or no? I like your lungs. Okay, so basically, when they come out of the cave, just to go back to holding the, hands, it looks like holding hands. hands. No, they filmed that on purpose, which is that. weird. 100%. It is weird that they're holding hands. But I have to say, Ooh, they go Tyrion and Varys are sitting there. I mean, Varys, dumb and dumber, dumb and dumber. Right? <laughs> oh fuck! Oh. I mean, literally, the two smartest people possibly in the world, oh. looking like absolute <laughs> idiots. We've taken Casterly Rock. Oh, you don't open with that, would you? You open with that. Yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> so bad, fucking hell. Oh, but what? So we've lost the Martells, the Tyrells, and the fucking Greyjoys <laughs> in the space of two episodes. Absolutely I, mental. I, I, I just love the idea of, of Varys and Tyrion having a conversation before yeah. getting to that point. Like, right, yeah. what should we, should we tell her the, we the Tyrell stuff first? <laughs> <or>? <laughs> Leave with the castle. <laughs> yeah, go, we've got the castle first. Really good, it's really important. bad news. What's the good news? We've got castle locks, bad news. Uh, What's that, sorry? You can't hear yeah. <laughs> It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> um, did anyone think that when uh, Danny confronted uh, John and, and actually asked him for his counsel, which I felt was a very big moment, did anyone think that, that John, I mean, I love, I think John this season actually been very consistent. I think, I think he will be very consistent as the way he is in the show in the books. The only thing that his answer was actually amazing. I thought his answer was brilliant. Yeah, it was in keeping with him as a character. And I think anything else would have just been like a bit erroneous to use a yeah, law but, term. But as I said to you, like in, in the cave, he's, he's like Jon Snow. That no. is a brand. Like he's acting, his personality in that cave is like, you know, charming and. Mm. Like very smooth. He's become very like, sexy, which I find disconcerting. Like it was like so out of keeping. Yeah, I just yeah. think he's just a bit like smouldering, as you would expect when he yeah. wasn't before. I think that response was but, exactly what I wanted and expected from John. But yeah, but but that answer was brilliant because you expect him to say that and you expect yeah. the to follow. Yeah, it's what Ned would have she said as well. Ed, 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 Ed would have said the same thing. Unky Ned. 
he would have said the same thing. And and she went, eh, screw that. Fire and blood. It's basically same shit another day. Like if you if that's you, kind of a call back to Elena saying you need to be uh, you need to be a Targaryen. Yeah. No, don't yeah. listen to these male advisors. Don't listen to these male advisors. But I think Danny Danny oh, need, we'll talk about it later but I think Danny needs these male advice I think she desperately needs she them she does need some I think some it's, not just, it's not just male advice it's Missandei's there I, th- I think she needs advice in general I think she's exactly. teetering on the edge at the moment I think we'll come on to that later but I think she's she's got what she wants and she doesn't know what to do with it like, she's I, got to Westeros and she's like uh, what do I do now? I, I just think she needs some tempering. I think she needs that Targaryen streak needs needs tempering. The I next- also agree with Emma though in that I don't I don't think I don't think she has completely ignored what John said because he was talking specifically about going to King's Landing and learning. So the next scene was arguably the second coolest scene of the whole episode which was uh, when Arya walks into the uh, courtyard and, and has a face off with Brienne I literally literally was like jumping out of my bed or chair or whatever I was watching on that time I think it was the bed oh, she's only 14 she's only 14 yeah weird um, <laughs> I was, I was she, she's 20 she's 20 I checked this the other day and that's why we're talking book knowledge bro Gaz this isn't a court case don't worry about it <laughs> that comes next week but basically, I mean, I, I thought that watching that scene, I uh, pretty much was like using like when she was fighting Brienne, she used like a bit of Syria, a bit of Hound, a bit of faceless knowledge. What did you think about that, J Mac? What did you think? Yeah, about it was that? pretty cool. I think uh, the one part that I loved about it most was that she didn't she didn't just completely. Outdo Brienne. No, no, like, yeah, she wouldn't be able. To. Booted her to the ground. Yeah, yeah I love yeah. that. It's like brute force sometimes Thank will win out. Yeah, because otherwise it would have been fucking ridiculous. Yes. Um, but yeah, she looked pretty awesome. I must say. I mean, I quite like that they were watching her. At least on terms. <clears throat> if if uh, mutual. Yeah, I think if I had completely outdone it, I'd have been like, oh, this is ridiculous. It's like the old way of fighting, like the West versus elements of the east yeah. yeah yeah it was pretty cool and I, I, I kind of like and Brienne kind of makes a a reference to the fact that she's like you know she's never seen anything like that before yeah she does the uh, I mean I just become this sort of quip king uh, she is a wise cracker. Who, who taught you to fight like that? No one. No one. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, no, yeah. That's all right. It's a little nod. I, I love that. I love that. I did. Cool. I, so I, what I, do we think? They couldn't stay away from, from you. Yeah. What do we think? Sansa and Littlefinger watching. What do we think they both got from that? Because they were. Well, like, they each had expression. Well, what here's here's an interesting here's an interesting point. Let's remember what Littlefinger said in episode like two or three. Or maybe last episode he said. Fight all your battles on every front. Fight all your battles on every front. Don't think about. I've got to think about all these possibilities. When did when did he sit there and think? Ooh, I've got a three-eyed tree, all-seeing tree god and an assassin. Littlefinger isn't prepared for this supernatural shit. He's sort of no, got there. No, he's pretty much been pulled out from Littlefinger. Putting that aside, I think harking back to what we were saying earlier about the reunion between Arya and Sansa is that that was the point where Sansa suddenly went, "Oh no, you probably actually have killed all these people." Yeah, and realised what strength that Arya has, which yeah. I thought was really important. True. I generally thought she had no clue. Yeah. I think it's a bit of advice. I think, I think yes. it's, uh, seeing her do that, she's like, ah, this is in Team Stark now. Good. And I think Littlefinger's like, 
how do I control this force? Like, what motivates us? I don't know. He looks Death. creepy, fancy. But he can't, how can he provide her with that? But Littlefinger and, uh, and Barris are in that same sort of boat where when it comes to, like, magic and, and mystical, like, they, they have no answer to it. No. And, no. and it's not back part to of their machination. In, uh, in the other episode where it's like, you know, he has no answer to uh, Red whoever God. the... Yeah, whoever the red witch was in Melisandre. No, the so the Oh yeah, in Ashai, the one from yeah. And then obviously this. So yeah. uh, and, and little yeah, things is the same, like there's many references to it, like uh but yeah it was uh yeah, that was cool. Gareth, what do you think? At, at the end there though, why was why was Sansa like pissed off? Like was she's, she pissed, no, she's off. pissed off. I think but, she's jealous. No, 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 I don't mm. think so. I think uh, it's... I do. No, but she's... Uh, she's Taking always, it in, I think. She's always wanted to be back in Winterfell with her family, and she's got one brother that's so sort of awkwardly distant. Uh, <laughs> it's very he's, polite he's, way he's Creepy man. Nicest way of putting uh, that. Yeah. How was the rape? Uh, <laughs> so... Go throw it out there. He's, he's not even brown. He's 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 a fucking raven. Uh, right. Nothing wrong with dead. being a cripple, but and then you've got her sister that's like this fucking mental assassin. Uh, and I think in that realization, she looked at her younger sister and thought, "What is going on here?" Yeah, well, yeah, but she probably just thinks she's like the original. She's the only. She really thinks, I want John to come no, back. No, he seems normal. No, 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 by no. the end of the season, it'll be fine. It's you know you need that you need they some sort of like that that kind of realization mm-hmm. that all of them have changed so much. Oh. And don't get me wrong, on what I say because I think that Sansa over the last couple of seasons has kicked ass. Yeah, and she is smart and she's angry, right? She's looking real pretty. She's looking really good. She's strong and she's really like taking yeah, control I mean, of stuff. She's growing some balls. Yeah, but I do think that there is an envy there where she felt like she really nailed it, and now she's coming back across. Okay, freaky, creepy. Brown in his wheelchair, but, but you know, Arya being uh, doing the, all the things the wheelchair that she wants isn't to do. Makes creepy. No, <laughs> it's the rape. I did not say that. I didn't say creepy Brown because he's a creepy wheelchair, wheelchair fella. <laughs> anyway, oh, oh, God. Um, so. do you think Rickon's dead? What I love is, I think, Rickon. I think somebody Rickon mentioned it earlier. Yes. Did you think he, he did? He didn't zigzag. Yeah, he didn't zigzag. He got arrows. It's a zombie movie. No, but it could be. Battle of Bastards. He was. See, this is where I become the token retard. Jesus. What? Again, Don't that works. again. Well, that's that's what is that 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 was shit, wasn't it? Yeah, let's get rid of that. I mean, like, Missandei not knowing the concept be... of marriage and bastards is unrealistic. How long has she been? Like, I don't know. I just feel like she would know. <laughs> Love that she goes from different cultures. But she knows everything about. She speaks all these languages. We don't know what our bastard is. Like, it's just <laughs> stupid. She's stupid, and I don't like her. Next. Okay. Get you the rules off. Okay, so John confronted Theon. John, John confronted Theon. I thought oh, that was Theon. good. I thought that was good. It's pretty powerful. It was good. I thought that was good. I thought I was right. I felt John being John and Theon being Theon. He was so deferential. It worked. Theon. I did really want Theon to go, 
ah, oh, fuck this, and just throw himself in the sea again. Like, <laughs> I can end it. Back we go. Oh, fuck's sake. I've been saving the wreckage. I can't be bothered. All right, now we're going back in. It's only two inches deep. Unbelievable. Field. I don't care, old But I have to say, the, se- the segue, it was, it was very good for a segue. And I have to say, the segue when Theon goes, I've come to ask the Queen for help to get Yara back. The Queen's not here. And then cut to, that scene, cut to that scene, cut to that scene on yeah. Blackwater Rush or whatever it was, where they're outside King's yeah. Landing, and it was unbelievable. Like, you just cut to that, I was like, oh, shit's going to go down. Basically, Randall Tarley comes up to, to, to Jamie, and this, this actually pissed me off. He said, um, all the gold is safely through the gates of King's Landing. So what did he say? Yeah, he yeah. said that. That's officially said by Brown's Did he say what? Yeah. No, he said, yeah. I, I ran and checked it. He said oh, all the gold, all the gold is safely through the gates the of pressure. King's Landing. So let's <laughs> whip some soldier boys. With yeah, no, no. Then he wanted to really flog some men because you know that's what he likes like doing. Merciful now. James like, like actually, don't do it unless you have to. Or like, mean? here's a poison that won't suffer. I like, I like it, but it just. Jamie pushed the fucking kid out of a window. Like, bye then. Like, Season and now one. he's like, oh, don't whip them too much. I'll give you a poison. It won't hurt. It's and fine. Then, oh, it's a big scary dragon, but I'm not going to run away. Yeah, I mean... I mean, Jamie's my man crush Monday every day, but, you know. The things I do for love. <laughs> I heard you the first time. I, I mean, I so, so the gold's safe. So what does that mean? What does that mean for Danny? I mean, like... She obviously didn't well, get the gold. They could get the golden company involved, but I can't see. But that. she was never going for the gold. No, she, she was going, going for gold. gold. She's going, going to stop everything. I think. I think it was a show of power as well. Like I'm not just going to sit here on Dragonstone. I'm going to fuck shit up. So let, let's put it back to what we were saying before did. about like John's advice about not going for King's Landing yes. and the Red Keep and all those innocent civilians. I think she still followed John's advice by killing the shit out at war. Yeah, it's a different story. My no. weapon is a dragon. Mine's Yours might be an arrow. Uh, uh, Bron was fucking awesome in a scene. Firstly, we're grabbing back. Bron, Bron, from yeah. a, a, a shot last episode. When he, when he came into it, he was unbelievable. Uh, first line, dick on. He pissed himself. That was hilarious. <laughs> Generally, I laughed. Um, <laughs> you all would. We all bloody would. It was brilliant. And then out of nowhere, you just heard this sort of, uh, oh, would you hear that? To hear that, and you all Ooh. these, I, I literally you just listened, and we we had it on a hundred volume, hundred volume in the room. Collectively lost our shit. Collectively lost our shit, yeah. and you hear the hoof, the hooves of the horses, and the yeah, yeah. Hoof, hoof, hoof. <laughs> you know the Genghis That's Khan exactly shit. Exactly how it sounded. Yeah. <laughs> Can you say it again? I, I, I was in Foley. <laughs> I was in. <laughs> Bron even says to Jamie, get back to King's Landing. Get back to King's Landing. You're too we're, handsome to die. We're going to get absolutely swamped by these fuckers. Look at shit hand. And um, you, you, you hear him coming over and Jamie just goes, we we can hold him off. We can hold him off. And then out of nowhere, you hear the roar of the dragon. It's like, oh, oh, fuck. I need you to repeat what you said, though. The what of the horses? Hooves. Hooves. <laughs> Hoof. What is a hoof? Mate, hooves. A hooves, hooves, hooves. You can say whichever, mate. It depends what dialect you're from, bro. Can I? I've got a degree in English. It's hooves. It is hooves. Gaz, what do you? What, what, Gaz, what do you think about that, bro? That scene. What do you mean about the hooves? Hooves. Hooves. Well, hooves. Look, hooves aside. The, <laughs> <laughs> the, no, honestly, the the sound like before you could see them. That was terrifying. Like, imagine that. Imagine, imagine being there and hearing that. Like, yeah, buddy. I guess it's sort of like 
fighting it's cowboys v indians sort of thing isn't yeah, it like, yeah. Those, yeah, yeah. Cowboy do you want to recreate the sound guys um, I'm not going to but you guys did it beautifully a <laughs> well, moment we'll ago so go. do you want to do but, it again you know, deep from Australia <clears throat> yep <laughs> <laughs> Jesus broke the microphone. Don't worry about it. Um, Do you want to? Uh, what, what I will say is, I did. <laughs> there was a l- long part of this this scene where I thought we were going to lose Bron, and yeah. I actually yeah. I came to peace with it. I thought I was thinking it's been such a such a long time since we've lost a major character. Agreed. And he's Bron probably isn't a major yes. character, but he's big enough that it would cause you know um, upset. Yeah. And and I, I thought I thought he's probably expendable because I don't know where Bron's story goes. Like, the, what's the point in him as a well, Bron is in terms a Targaryen of apparently. So he's the uh, third <laughs> dragon. He's Seriously. the prince that was promised, bro. <laughs> <laughs> when you talk about, you talk about the Iron Bank swerve. hedging the bets, Bron hedges his bets with the winning team, so he's going to go wherever the winners are. You know, give it. Well, this is the thing. He's going to get captured now, isn't he? And then Tyrion's going to pay him more because he knows that Bronn just goes where the and money they is. If they pay him, and they then you know, But is Jamie them. going to die of drowning? Well, don't worry about that yet, Lucy. Jesus. Oh, but, not, but hold on. Yeah. 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 Sorry, as an aside. As an aside. As an aside. No, at least he's crying now. If a money aside, do you think Bronn prefers Tyrion? Or... Jamie Lannister. Gets more men. Ooh, gets more men. Gets, gets more, more women men. with gets more um, women, Tyrion, I reckon. I think he prefers Tyrion. I mean, him and Tyrion went through a lot of shit. I thought what was going to happen is when he dropped his bag of money, um, he was going to go and start shoveling it into his, his bag. Shit yeah. yeah, that's not him. He's smarter than that. He's smart, yeah. man. He's, He's smart. not a coward. But that, actually, that, that is him. <laughs> you say it's not him, but it is him Like up until... Probably this point. But he's not so obsessed with money that he'd risk his life for it. Like, he knows, like, dragon swooping. Probably not a good time to count my coins. Probably could have crowned half of that. He is smart. You're right. He is smart. He is smart. But, um... So, I don't know, it was just in the heat of the moment, I thought, oh, God, he's going to go and get that money and die. But he didn't, which... uh, Nice singing. That's good. Good for us all. Yeah. Okay, but one thing I'd like to say about all this is, like, when when, when those Dothaki screamers come over the hill and they're all charging towards the boys, and you see the dragon... The, the boys, boy, the, the, boy. the Lannister boys, the Tarly boys. Well, no, but Jamie and Bronn are our boys, aren't they? Yeah. You see Drogon obliterate a section of the wall. You just sit there and go, "Wow, that is actually horrific." You see the perspective of the whole battle, pretty much from Jamie's eyes he and Bronn's eyes. Bronn, a la Battle of the Bastards, when you have that one shot of of, of yeah. John going through, you've got the one shot of Bronn going through. And you see this the dragon burning people alive. And it's fucking horrific, man. I mean, yeah. like, we've waited five books, seven seasons to see the dragons in Westeros. And we finally see them. And you, you like, cheering for it. And then all of a sudden you're like, actually, this is fucked up. <laughs> this is some fucked up stuff that we're seeing. You don't know who you really want to win. No. I want no. the dragon to win. Well, no, yeah. but I just don't want Jamie to die. Right, but literally seeing people right. burned alive. I mean, that's horrific. I mean, this is it what was... wins wars. But but does it at what well, cost, yeah, Lucy? I, yeah. At what cost? The cost of soldiers who have given their lives to battle. If they've been shot or like hacked by a Dothraki screamer. Yeah, what's the? Well, I think called? they're on. I think they're on a level. Knife. Then at that point. 
Yeah, that's I mean, a level playing field. Yeah, I mean, when I watched that episode and it got to that point and Tyrion is the Literally. viewer. Yeah. That's what it is. Tyrion is that Literally looking going, on like, what Ooh. the fuck this queen is going on? His friends. Like, at what cost? Mm. Yeah. Um, it was horrendous. I but mean, not at the and, same cost uh, as it would have been if she had gone for King's Landing in the Red Keep. No. I mean, killing like, innocents is different, but at the end of the day, the... the, the, the the Dothraki here could have beaten this force. They've got she's got a hundred thousand Dothraki. They would have beaten twenty, thirty thousand. This is yeah. what I have. Again, you've got. Do that. you want to fuck with me? Don't make me use it on the city. But you've got you've got, got that call back to season one again. That you know, me and them were talking about secretly as you guys were watching was hmm. uh, Robert Braffin saying, you know, you would never, you don't meet. Um, a Dothraki horde on a on an open back. Agreed. Yeah. And, and, and that is that callback that they were going to lose whatever happened. And mm. Jamie knew that he was just going to stay with his men anyway. Yeah. That's so adorable. Um, it was fantastic. I loved it. I but, really like um, the point out of uh, it being Tyrion's point of view though, because that makes it a lot more powerful. It was brilliant. Yeah. I, I mean, I loved that. But I wasn't expecting it. I no, say. I was very. It was a bit I mean, Kyburn's scorpion attack, which is a la the Hobbit, a la Bron the Bard. Bron the Bard now we're going to call him that from now on where he's queuing up the, 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 you know, the black lance yeah. the, black, the black spear to try and take down the dragon and then he literally he literally hits Drogon on that approach and and I saw I mean we were all watching it together Gaz and I uh, the girls the girls absolutely oh, yelled Robert because they, were, they thought it was game fantastic. over for Drogon yeah, I, I mean it's fucking I amazing watch you lot as that happened I mean, but I then he, <laughs> yeah, he settles himself and he absolutely obliterates that. But we know now that the dragons can be hurt by that weapon. Mm. Like, seriously. Well, I mean, oh, is it yeah, fatally? Not fatally. Not fatally. Unless he hit him in the head. I hit him in the head. I don't think that will ever be brought up again. I think that was, I know, it was a plot device. I, 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 have a, I have a counter prediction, actually. Yeah. Go on, then. Go on, Gas. I think, think Rhaegal and Viserion will be killed by it, but Drogon will um, be there till the end. You're going to lose two dragons. Oh, I like yeah. it. I reckon they'll lose two dragons. Because those, those two are partnered up, they... but they're like, oh yeah, they're the, the little dragons. and They're not little, they're, they're still massive. I'm aware of their size, but compared to Drogon, they aren't quite the... I do see one dragon at least dying this season, but I still think... I, I, don't, I'm not, I'm, I don't believe in the three heads of a dragon theory, which would mean that you need three Targaryens to fly three dragons I'm, I'm not I'm not I don't I don't I don't push that theory I push I push there are two I push there are two Targaryens which are John and Danny confirmed and I push that those two fly the dragons and I push that one will die this season which one Viserion will die because Rhaegar is obviously <laughs> John's father, yeah. so named after his father, that Ooh. one will survive. I don't like I mean, in the show, they've not they've not given Viserion or Rhaegar enough that's... screen time. But if the dragon dies, doesn't the potential third head of the dragon have to die? Which no. means we there are no three heads of the dragon in this instance. So no, they're not. Yes, yeah, for, for clarification, opinion. I I'm not of the opinion that the dragons won't die. They could all die. I'm just saying that that fucking arrow thing will be shit it's a plot device they will not die because of that yeah how will they die is it a plot device to reintroduce these probably like the Night's King will do some cool fireball shit that'd be awesome no they can't be walking to death but it won't won't be won't be some crappy it's not they're not going to die by Cersei's hand let's put it that way because that'd just be awful 
Wouldn't they be be funny if they just picked up some kind of dragon disease? Yeah. And- yeah. <laughs> They wore the world. Dragon AIDS. Dragon AIDS, yeah. Whoa. Sexy, sexy dragon AIDS. Sexy AIDS. Sexy AIDS. It's going to get really strong and then just dead. Ron fails in his attempt to kill uh, Drogon. Drogon absolutely destroys the scorpion. Lands. Danny. A-, a la season five in the uh, drag- uh, dragon pit and marine or the-, the gladiator pit and marine tries to pull the spear out and Jamie's sitting there you see this amazing shot the stir of the music just like oh god this is Jamie from the books it's Jamie like just thinking like this is my moment he grabs the spear the best jouster in Westeros going for Danny full pelt and is he going then for Danny or is he going for he's, going, he's, going going for he's going for Danny he's going to end this tyranny he sees the man he's seen the horror around him he just wants to end it and he knows if he kills Danny like he's it's game over like he's, yeah. he's going in knowing he yeah. will die likely die likely die oh, doing this he's attack. going to sacrifice himself and um, then Drogon a lance as well rather than yeah. 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 Burning. But, um, and Drogon just turns around whips up his fire breath and he goes for it and then out of Nowhere, Bronn absolutely pile drives him into the uh, Blackwater Rush. He's diving down, and the scene ends. I mean, Jamie's sinking to the bottom nice with green. armor on. It's the sweetest spear in history. I mean, it's absolutely oh, unbelievable. Fantastic. What do you guys think about that scene? It was an amazing scene, and I, because it's Game of Thrones, I thought Jamie was a goner, and I thought, oh, I'm going to have to cry in front of everyone. How embarrassing. He could still he be didn't a die. Yeah. I know. If he well, drowns, wait a minute, wait a then that is not a good I mean, let's be realistic. In, if that was a proper fucking situation, he's got a full plate of armor, one hand, one of which weighs a ton of a bowling ball, he's and he's floating down right. to the bottom of the ocean. Exactly. So I do think, but he can't he's die. Like that, he's not fucked. Bronn will save him. Bronn's not wearing armor. Imagine if he died. Bronn's not wearing armor. I don't think he's going to die, but I think realistically, it's stupid that he survives. Dragons aren't realistic. Well, no, that's taking it to another level. I'm talking in the world of that they live in. Someone will save him. He will not swim. Bronn will save him because it's been a massive point throughout the series that Bronn doesn't wear armor. Bron doesn't wear armor. Yeah. We know this. He's quick. Exactly. He's light-footed. He'll die right, down. So, looking forward, you know, are they captured? Are Bron and uh... yes? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, it, what I think is that um, they'll be captured, and then there's potential for a bit of tension between Tyrion and Danny because maybe Tyrion will think about repaying Jamie, who released him from his cell because Lannisters always pay their debts and um, obviously Danny will not want that to happen but um, there's just potential for tension there isn't there? Definitely Yeah absolutely I I like it Interesting I mean I think uh, I think that Danny in my opinion and, and this has been the opinion of lots of book readers and lots of people who've been watching the show has been teetering on the brink of madness and Tyrion on the brink of tyranny for a long time. And I, think, I think that's what I, that's what Jamie saw as well. He yeah, hundred percent. Like maybe the Mad King. In yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. That's why it's like you know, burn them all, burn them all. And I, and I think, um, I think, although we're rooting for Danny, because we are rooting for Danny. When Drogon showed up, we're all jumping up. But you know, as I said, we care for we care for. Um, we care for Bronn and we care for Jamie, and you see these people getting burned alive, turned to ash literally in an instant. Mm. And yeah. and you sit there and just think, well, how far is this going to go? Is like, it worth it? Is it worth it? Like like John said, you're going to be ruling over a graveyard in a couple of episodes ago. And I just yeah, think so. that 
there's going to be some big questions asked of Danny's character in the next couple of episodes. She needs to show people that she's got that in the locker. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. It was a show before, the dragons. I, I mean, I think the next couple of episodes are going to be very interesting. I mean, I think John is key to Danny's restraint. I agree. Absolutely and I think, key, Johnny. Mm-hmm. Dan, Dan, Dan is straight in a non-sexual way. Sorry, guys. But this in a non-sexual way. Sexy and sexy. I think that her actually using the dragons to kill was a really important part of her development because actually up until this point she's been pretty fucking passive. She's yeah, had a lot agreed. Of yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. She's, yeah. Yeah. she's just she's been like, where are my dragons that used to be? And then it was just, I'm going to Westeros. Now she's in Westeros. I don't know what to do now. So yeah, you fucking around. dragons. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. They're not people anyway. I do, I do think she's been yeah. passive, but I, I just yeah, think there's going to be questions like, asked. She's, uh, but they're important questions, and that's that. Then is what defines which side of the coin she's, she's going to fall. She's yeah. only ever used her dragons on uh, outside of Westeros when she's under threat. Like, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, like defending her patch is different from going and burning the shit out of everyone that I mean it's technically it's, it's their patch I'm not yeah. saying so it's, not, I mean, it's an army though she's on the offensive rather than defensive so every time you've ever seen them in battle it's kind of like okay yeah she's just defending herself and that's yeah. cool and yay she's just protecting herself at this point she went and toasted loads of guys alive because everything else had it gone wrong so the smart way had gone wrong she's like I have these dragons I'm going to use them L- large parts of that episode I thought were were brilliant in just showing how awful the whole thing is. Yeah, I, I watched that and yeah. I was kind of like, you can't pick a side. You're just like, this is terrible. And if you are going to pick a side, you can't pick the side of the dragons. And I love them as well. But it's can. just, yeah, it's, it's awful. They can't be used. They can't be used much. like that. I'm, I mean, sure, look, I'm, sure, guess, I'm sure they'll resurrect themselves look, when they burn the White Walkers alive. And then, yeah. I'm not going to choose Cersei, though. If you had to pick a side, though, who would you no, pick? No, right you now? pick Danny. But the thing is, you just hope you, 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 you have to pray for Danny's counsel and you have to pray that mm. Tyrion and John, now John in the fold, can get through to Danny and say, look. You, you aren't your father. You aren't this mad person. Can't burn burn them all. I think we've given a good uh, a good account <laughs> of the episode. It was a great episode. I think just it's, back to I think it's form. I think it's back to this best. I, th- I have to say that the show wavered for about three episodes. I think I know everyone here echoes that thought and um, rubbish. For book readers, it was bad, but I think the latest episode was an absolute return to form. Excellent. A la hard home, course out of surprise. Should we Last, give it a round of applause. Like, round of applause. And uh, yeah, thanks, guys, for joining us all the way from Australia. Really appreciate it. Appreciate your thoughts. Hold on, don't, don't make it sound like I'm some sort of external guest. You are. Oh yeah, you're like a laptop that's joined us. Yeah, Gaz is a regular feature. He's going to be up drinking yeah. Prosecco at 5am every week. So it's going to be really good for everyone. It's not even a feature. I'm just part of the, you know, regular furniture. Yeah, there's, mate. There's no, there's no, like, you know, I'm not, there's no special treatment needed. I'm you are just... special though, Gaz. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Really appreciate you turning up though. Really appreciate it, Enjoy guys. Right. Thanks very much for listening. It's been a fucking amazing episode, and we'll be back next week with season seven, episode five, entitled East Watch. I'll let you depict that from what you will. Thanks, guys. That's make no sense. I know. I'm good at that. Depict <laughs> <laughs> from. Bye. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. Bye. Depict that from which you will. <laughs> 
Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.